Good morning. So, I love that song. I love that we come in in the morning and we welcome the Holy Spirit to come into this place. And of course, it's as it should be. We are going to be celebrating the 4th of July soon, and our, our Pilgrim Fathers, when they came here, um, dedicated this uh, country to Jesus Christ in a document before they ever got onto the land. They made a compact, and it was dedicated to Jesus Christ and the sharing of the gospel. It is a um, stark reality that today we could not say that God is welcome into our public education, that God is welcome into uh, our many public buildings. The Ten Commandments have been removed, and many things have happened. And so this is uh, a weekend where we have an opportunity to continue to pray, ask God for a turning of our nation back to the holy God whom it was, whom, to whom it was dedicated. So that's just my little welcoming this morning. We're grateful to have um, Pastor Ray uh, teaching and preaching this morning and led Jane healthy and well with us. We're, we're very blessed about that. Heavenly Father, how great a God we serve, the creator of the universe, having spoken each one of us as a created being by your mighty power, formed us in our mother's wombs, gave us breath, and have given us life. And Lord, how much we want to serve you with the lives that you've given us and the life of this church, Lord. We want to serve you with that. So, Father, we ask you to be here today and to guide, direct, and uh, lead us individually, Lord, that our lives might be accounted for you and as a church body. We praise and we thank you and um, offer this praise to you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, it's really fabulous to... And maybe, I don't know if fabulous is the word, but when I stop and think about liberty and life and justice for all, and I think not only of our men and women that have served in the military to defend freedoms, um, the families that sacrificed a lot for their loved ones to serve. So my heart goes out and is a thank you to all those that have had been impacted by the service of our men and women. And with that life and liberty, um, I also think of the ultimate sacrifice that the Lord Jesus Christ paid for our salvation. And it's the light of the salvation. Whoever confesses that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, God abides in him. Only when we comprehend the great price that God was willing to pay for our redemption do we begin to realize that something is horribly wrong with the human race. It must have a Savior or it is doomed. Sin caused God his very best. Is it any wonder that the angels veiled their faces and were silent in their dismay as they witnessed the outworking of God's plan? 
How inconceivable it must have seemed to them when they considered the fearful depravity of sin that Jesus should shoulder it all. But they soon unveiled their faces and offered their praises again. A light was kindled that day at Calvary, the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. The cross blazed with the glory of God as the most terrible darkness was shattered by the light of salvation. Amen. Satan's depraved legions were defeated. They could no longer keep humanity in darkness and defeat. Has the light of the gospel shone in your heart? Is it shining through you to others? The hope for today, as believers, we sometimes grow casual toward the cross. We forget it should have been us bearing that shame and facing God's wrath. Ask God to rekindle that fire within you for sharing the gospel. Let's worship our Lord. Good morning. If you'd like to stand and join us, how majestic is your name? Oh, my God. 
heaven and earth adore Him, what mighty God we serve. mighty God we serve. What mighty God we serve. Angels bow before Him, heaven and earth adore Him, what mighty God we serve. Testament is from Psalm 89. The heavens are yours, the earth also is yours. The world and all its fullness, you have founded them. The north and the south, you have created them. Tabor and Hermon rejoice in your name. You have a mighty arm, strong as your hand, and high as your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. In your name they rejoice all day long, and in your righteousness they are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength, and in your favor our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, and our King to the Holy One of Israel. Would you stand with me as we recite the Lord's Prayer together? <coughs> Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our God reigns. Yes, our God reigns. Tell me the old, old story. Testament scripture comes from Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 11, and then 16 through 20. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were in his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. And don't stop to greet anyone on the road. 
Whether you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. If you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you. Heal the sick and tell them, the kingdom of God is near you now. But if a town refuses to welcome you, go out into its streets and say, we wipe even the dust of your town from our feet to show that we have abandoned you to your fate. And know this, the kingdom of God is near. Then he said to his disciples, anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me. And anyone who rejects you is rejecting me. And anyone who rejects me is rejecting God who sent me. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you and rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Lord God Almighty, in whose name the founders of this country won liberty for themselves and for us, and lit the torch of freedom for nations then unborn, grant that we all have all the people of this land may have grace to maintain our liberties in righteousness and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you, Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord of the universe, who created, who created all, and from whom all is, all is learned. We, we know that, that with the things that all belong to you, that you, have in, you entrust them to us, and you call for us to give back and to share your word, Lord, to share the, the joy that it is to be part of your family, so we ask the gifts that we give today be used in that spirit, that others may come to know you and be, be part of that family that joyfully knows you as Lord. This we ask in Jesus' name, amen.
The title of my sermon this morning is Apocalypsis. Is the world ready for Antichrist? Apocalypsis in Greek means revelation. This video game is called Apocalypsis Noctis. It is, uh, the music you just heard is a modern symphony written expressly for the soundtrack of this video game. Noctis is the hero who fights Antichrist. They don't call him Antichrist in the video game. They call him evil incarnate. Same thing. The piano score for Apocalyptus Noctis is so popular you can go on YouTube and find several accomplished pianists who have proudly posted their video recordings of having mastered the piano score. The imagery of a beast who comes up out of the sea and is given power by the dragon is not coincidental. Revelation 13. The choral score is written in Latin to give it a classical sound like the symphonies of Beethoven and Mozart. But all this for a video game? Gamers say they can't get a high score on this particular video game unless they're listening to the soundtrack. And guess what the choir is chanting in Latin while the music rolls? Only in your appearance has all flesh worshipped. I am the one who throws rocks and governs all life. Excuse me, but God's the only one who throws rocks and governs all life. Heaven and earth backsliding, full of light with all apocalypse. Evil incarnate is the one who eats this life's food, all the darkness. Evil incarnate arises, bringing death with him. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Mighty king and warrior in the hand of the sword. Now is the time. This is the place where we stand. Every last one of us, only in your appearance has all flesh worshipped. The average video game player in the United States is between 35 and 44 years of age. And you thought only kids played video games. Gamers between the age of 26 and 35 spend an average of seven and a half hours a week playing video games. That is the highest among all age groups, even the kids. Is it just a video game? When a world-class musician writes a symphony specifically for a video game, it's not just a game. When 10 million adults rally under the flag of Final Fantasy, it's not just entertainment. It's not just a game. The video game and everything associated with it has achieved cult status. My point? On every level, the world is ready for Antichrist.
And no one is more ready for Antichrist than Europe. Europe has erected several monuments to Satan over the years. Note the EU Parliament building in Strasbourg, France. A $12 billion complex completed in the year 2000. It stands as an arrogant symbol of man's rebellion against God. Okay, Linda, how do I use this? Notice the, the slope here. The EU Parliament building was designed after the classic painting of the Tower of Babel by Peter Bruegel the Elder in 1563. Notice any similarities? That's intentional. This is a, uh, from a poster of the grand opening of the Parliament building. Can you show me the next slide? There we go. This is a poster of the grand opening of the Parliament building, and I want you to note the star on the right side of this. Europe, many tongues, one voice. Uh, give me the uh, star by itself, if you would. Notice all the uh, religious icons. Give me the uh, council building in uh, Brussels, please. European humanists call this sculpture Europa, the Queen of Heaven. She is riding on the back of Zeus. Of course, this is all from Greek mythology. But this sculpture is Satan's counterfeit of the woman riding on the beast in Revelation, chapter 17. Then the angel carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and there I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was covered with blasphemous names and had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet, and she was glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. She held a golden cup in her hand filled with the abominable things and the filth of her adulteries. The name written on her forehead was mystery. Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes and of abominations of the earth. I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of God's holy people, the blood of those who bore testimony to Jesus. Now let's talk about another monument to uh, Europe's humanism and their total denial of God. The CERN Collider. CERN has resumed their quest to recreate the effects that existed immediately before the Big Bang. 
If you don't believe in God, you have to prove yourself to be God. Show me the uh, logo for CERN. Thank you. Do you see the stylized 666? Six, six, six. We're not hiding anything. Guess where the CERN Collider is located? Truly. But according to legend, it is located exactly over the gate of hell. CERN has named this site Apollyon, after the angel who holds the keys to hell, referenced in Revelation 9-11. They had as king over them the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek is Apollyon. Apollyon means destroyer. But Satan in, uh, Satanism in Europe is nothing new. Hitler was uh, all about the satanic. <clears throat> yes, notice uh, the goddess Shiva which is just outside the uh, CERN headquarters. Shiva is the goddess of destruction. Show me the Ishtar gate, thank you. Hitler had an all-consuming fantasy of restoring the grandeur of Babylon in Germany. Therefore, he had the ancient Ishtar gate of Babylon removed and rebuilt in Berlin. In his lust for all things satanic, he also had the altar of Zeus, which is called in Scripture the seat of Satan, relocated from Turkey in Pergamon to Berlin. There we go. Both the altar of Satan and the Ishtar Gate are still on display in the Pergamon Museum in Berlin to this day. Revelation chapter 2, verse 13. To the church at Pergamon, I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. Yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me, not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. Pergamon was the center of emperor worship. Satan's throne, referenced in Revelation, refers to a 200-foot statue of Zeus. 20 stories tall, statue of Zeus. Historians record that on the uh, altar of Satan, Antipas was roasted alive. They hollowed out the insides of a bull, sewed up the bull's belly with antipas inside. And historians note that smoke came out of the ears, the eyes, and the mouth of the bull. 
Revelation chapter 6, verses 9 through 12. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. Do you ever wonder why the saints are under the altar? In the Old Testament temple sacrifice, the priest would pour out basins of blood at the foot of the altar, under the altar. Show me the, uh, the photo of uh, Zeppelin filled again, if you would, please. Hitler was so proud of his altar of Zeus that he had Zeppelin filled, which is this structure, designed after it. Zeppelin filled became the red square of the Third Reich. All Nazi rallies and military parades were held there. This was originally the uh, mooring site of the uh, Hindenburg, the dirigible. Notice our uh, lovely swastika. Did you know that uh, the Nazis considered the swastika, well, they called it the broken cross. All things satanic. The highest number of atheistic countries in the world is concentrated in Europe. And Germany tops the list. Germany, the uh, seat of uh, the Reformation, now tops the list with the highest count of atheists in their population. The Pope in 2019 issued a video targeting Central Europe and the West to join in the new era of Catholicism. The new era of the Catholic Church is the, uh, as the Pope calls it, the era of inclusion with the mass immigration from all over the world into Central Europe in recent years, the Pope's clarion call to all faiths is this. You don't have to believe in Jesus. Keep your own religion. Just learn to be good people. You thought the U.S. had an immigration problem. Currently, 50% of all high school students in Sweden are Muslim. But the greatest concentration of immigrants that have fled to Central Europe in the past decade, Germany. And where is the highest concentration, Germany, of, of all things atheist? Have you heard of the World Economic Forum? The WEF. They're all German. Show me the Economist magazine, if you would. Back there, no, back to the magazine, if you would. 
There we go. Notice the date, January 1988. Get ready for a world currency. It took a little longer than they thought. But this plan has been in the works for decades. However, the WEF announced just last month their plan to implement a world bank and a world digital currency in the next three years. The original plan was to have a world currency by 2018. But Donald Trump threw a wrench in the works. Hillary Clinton, Emmanuel Macron of France, and Justin Trudeau of Canada have all been groomed by the WEF to help initiate this global currency. But as I said, Donald Trump threw a wrench in the works. The World Economic Forum meets in Davos, Switzerland each May, and they are a consortium of bankers and billionaires with a design on world affairs, and that design is far-reaching, including the establishment of a global monetary system, one world government, and one world religion. And Pope Francis is totally bought in to the one world religion. He's doing his part. 40% of the world's wealth is held by the following banks. Barclays, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Goldman Sachs. But who holds the rest of the wealth? The bulk of the world's wealth is held by 16 families. But who are they? Who does the WEF answer to? Well, let's start with the name Rothschild. Did you think the uh, Federal Reserve is owned by the United States government? You would be wrong. The Federal Reserve is a private bank owned by the Rothschilds. Sometimes in life, truth is uh, stranger than fiction. James Bond would have us believe that Spectre runs the world. But there really is an Illuminati. But the Illuminati of today are more than just a family or even 16 families. It is a world system. The Bavarian Illuminati began in 1743 in a shop that sold rare coins in Frankfurt. Amsel Bauer was sick to death of Germans making him walk into the street when the German people walked by because he was a Jew. So sick of it, he decided to uh, change the world. This coin shop had a, uh, a sign over the door it was a red Roman shield with an eagle perched on top. Roth in German is red. Shield is spelled differently in German, but pronounced the same. Thus the name Rothschild. During the Battle of Waterloo, the Rothschilds had spies on the British side and on the French. 
And when the battle turned in favor of the British, the Rothschilds sold some of their holdings short and spread the rumor that Napoleon was winning the war. No cell phones then. Much of the British stock market sold their holdings short because Rothschild had sold some of his holdings short. If Rothschild's divesting, we need to divest too. And the following day, Rothschild bought up the lion's share of the British stock market for pennies on the dollar. Your history book in high school told you that the Bolsheviks assassinated the Tsar and his family. But guess who financed the Bolsheviks? Rothschild. The Rothschilds wanted to establish their banking system in Tsarist Russia, but Tsarist... Uh, Tsar Nicholas said, no, absolutely not. After the Bolsheviks eliminated the Tsar and all his heirs, they were all too happy to welcome the Rothschilds and their money to the Russias. In World War I, World War II, even in our American Civil War, the Rothschilds financed both sides of the conflicts. Rothschild was quoted as saying, the only way to make real money is to finance countries, specifically finance their wars. Show me the uh, Masonic emblem, if you would, please. When I was a uh, teenager, I ran with a crowd of intellectuals were always telling me, you know, the 33rd degree Masons run the world. I thought, that sounds bizarre. So who are the Masons? They began in England in the early 1700s, but when there were no more cathedrals to be built, there was no more need for Masons. So they found other ways to make money. The Rothschilds founded the Bavarian Illuminati in the 1700s in Germany. And when one of their couriers was intercepted and found his secret documents, Germany started killing Illuminati, hunting them down. They had to go underground. Where did they go? They infiltrated the Masons. The Masons have been, and to somewhat still are, the most successful secret society in history. But let me clarify something about uh, the Masons. Most Masons have never met a 33rd degree Mason. They don't know what they do. They don't know who they are. And you look at Shriner hospitals and Shriner burn institutes, and you think, my Goodness, they do a lot of good in this world. And they do. What a perfect cover. But you can buy, in, in Masonry you have what's called the Blue Lodge. When you first uh, come into the Masons, you wear a ring that signifies the Blue Lodge. The rest of Masonry up to a 32nd degree you can buy. Just depends on how much money you have but you can't buy a 33rd degree. 
It's not for sale. Show me a quote from uh, Alfred Pike, or Albert Pike, if you would. Albert Pike was a Confederate general during the Civil War. He was also known in Arkansas as a very good lawyer and an excellent orator. And he just happened to be the sovereign grand commander of the Supreme Council of 33rd Degree Masons. He is quoted as saying, Lucifer the light bearer, Strange and mysterious name given to the spirit of darkness. Lucifer, the son of the morning. It is he who bears the light. Doubt it not. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14 and 15. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, Shriners Hospitals. And in the end, they will get the punishment their wicked deeds deserve. Another quote from an illustrious Mason. Helena Petrovna Blavatsky. It is Satan who is the god of our planet and the only god. Satan represents the centrifugal energy of the universe, this ever-living symbol of self-sacrifice for the intellectual independence of humanity. She wrote this in 1878. It's from her book, The Secret Doctrine, page 215. Albert Pike's writings are easily available. He has books on Satanism. Sister Helena was promoted to the degree of 32nd degree in the Rite of England. Back in the 1870s, you had to earn every degree. So she was well-studied, well-traveled. And you ask me, well, Ray, how, Ray, how do you know so much about masonry? I used to be one. I admitted many, many years ago, but I didn't know then what I know now. However, I demitted due to their mindless racism against blacks. Ancient, free, and accepted masons means you can't have a genealogy that ever had slavery. And I would constantly ask them, well, to the best of my knowledge, my family came over as indentured servants from England. Most would call that slavery. No, 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 no. But if you're black, you are the progeny of slaves. So you can't be a mason. One of the best Masonic conversations I ever had was with a black man. He knew more of the work than anyone I'd ever talked to. And I remember him telling me, you know, you can be excommunicated from your lodge just by talking to me. 
I said, brother, you're, you're the best Mason I've ever met. So, so be it. Albert Einstein. Let's talk more about the Illuminati. I stated before that it's not just one family, it's a world system. It's a cobble of families, the Rothschilds, the Morgans, the Rockefellers, the Warburgs. But uh, Albert Einstein was, uh, he was wise to them. He stated this, the minority, which is the ruling class at present, has the schools, think about it, our colleges, uh, you wonder where the liberalism came from. They have control of the schools, the press, and usually the church as well. They have them all under their thumb. And this enables them to organize and make its tool of them. Not surprising Einstein would say this. He was a, a free thinker in many ways. Show me the quote from David Rockefeller, if you would. The Bilderberg Group was formed in 1954 by the Rockefellers. It's an international consortium of kings, princes, bankers, political leaders, and they convene still once a year for the purpose of building one world government. Quote from David Rockefeller at one of his speeches at the Bilderberg Group. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subjected to the lights of publicity during those years. But the world is now more sophisticated and prepared to march towards a world government. The supranational sovereignty of an intellectual elite and world bankers is surely preferable to the national auto-determination practice in past centuries. But someone did subject Mr. Rockefeller to the uh, lights of publicity. His name was Congressman Larry McDonald. He exposed Rockefeller and his... Um, goal of combining supercapitalism and communism under the same tent. And Mr. McDonald's plane was shot down in 1976. And they were willing to kill 300 innocent people just to get him. The Korean airliner that McDonald was on were shot down by, of all people, the Soviets. From David Rockefeller's memoirs, some even believe we, the Rockefeller family, are part of a secret cobble working against the best interests of the United States. Characterizing my family and me as internationalists, and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure, one world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty, and I am proud of it. 
1972, the first president of the United Nations General Assembly, Paul Henri Speck, who was also the Prime Minister of Belgium and one of the early planners of the European Common Market, as well as the Secretary General of NATO, said this. We do not want another committee. We have too many already. What we want is a man of sufficient stature to hold the allegiance of all the people and to lift us up out of our economic morass into which we are sinking. Send us such a man, and whether he be God or devil, we will receive him. Is the world ready for Antichrist? Back to the current Pope and his efforts to organize a one-world religion. But first, guess where the Pope got the idea? Shimon Peres. A couple of years ago, actually it was prior to uh, 2019, Shimon Peres made a special trip to uh, visit the Pope. And in that meeting told him, you have the power to unite all religions. Why don't you get busy? Pope took him up on it. Orthodox and Reformed Jews in Israel are a really small minority. The vast majority of Jews in Israel today are secular and profess no faith in Jehovah God. So it shouldn't be surprising that Shimon Perez is among that group. But the Pope in 2019 released a video inviting all faiths to come together under one global umbrella. It's sickening to watch. He was as sleazy as a South Dallas used car dealer. It, it turned my stomach. But the Pope's influence is substantial. This is the Abrahamic family house. It's being built in Abu Dhabi, it should be finished this year. You have a synagogue, a mosque, and a church, all on the same campus. The Pope's doing his part. The Abrahamic family house in Abu Dhabi is dedicated to the document of human fraternity, which the Pope initiated with the Sunni Grand Imam. This is 2019. Notice I said Sunni Muslims. The Shiites won't talk to the Pope. Do you know the difference between a Sunni and a Shiite? There's a huge difference. Shiites believe that their Messiah will not come until the entire world is on fire. Initiating the end of the world is their answer to our Great Commission. Messiah won't come until the world is in flames. In summary, uh, 
this entire teaching this morning is to point out that the rapture of the church is imminent. The world we live in is already totally bought in to the idea of Antichrist. Matthew chapter 25 from the NIV. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil. The wise ones, however, took oil along in jars to replenish their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. You know the rest of the story. The foolish virgins ran to town to buy oil, and when they came back, the gates to the feast were locked, and the master of the feast told them, I do not know you. If we're a serious Christian, we will not allow ourselves to uh, fall asleep in, in this day. Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will keep you from the hour of trial. The, Greeks here, the Greek here says, I will keep you out of the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have. That no man take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I, uh, I hope I've done my job this morning in uh, bringing us up to speed on how, how despicable is our world system. It is satanic. Help us wake up and, and smell the coffee. Time is short. We have to live our faith. We have to speak our testimony to everyone we meet. Time is very, very short. Give us your courage this week. As we go to the grocery store, work, school, wherever we go, Help us to share your truth. Enlighten people with the truth of your word, for time is short. 
We ask it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Well, we all know there's evil. Oh.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the message today. We thank you for all the time that Ray put in it and the, the information that was passed out. And Lord, if nothing else, we need to be awake. We need to be aware of what's going on around us and look at it from your eyes as you would see us. So Lord, let us, let us do that. Let us be your servants and your aware servants. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh